Yeah. Praise the Lord. Send ministering angels to him. Send ministering angels to him. My understanding was he said, what's the alternative if they don't cut my leg off? And the doctors said, you're not going to make it. So it has to happen. Or God can do something different either way. Amen. Somebody say amen. How many believe that this morning? Praise God. Again, turn to somebody close to you and just shake their hand and let them know how much you appreciate them being here today. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Before I get my message, i got time for two real quick. Hallie, come up here real quick. And Karen, come here real quick. Amen. Y'all got to run now. You got to run. You got to run. Gotta run. Who's going to beat them? Who's going to beat No, She beat you. Amen. And Brother Ricky was right. It's for the older folk as well as for the younger folk. And I saw Karen receiving Friday night too. Amen. Praise God. Callie? Well, I got here late, just like Austin did. Um, but as soon as I got here, it was just a change in the atmosphere of my atmosphere. Like, I was just at peace the minute I walked in here. And I knew that something great was going to happen. I didn't come here to, like, expect some dramatic or dramatic change but I came here because I have been progressing and growing in my faith and I I just want to grow more that's the main reason why I came and I I did receive an anointing and I was run over by the Holy Spirit and it was just it was amazing Um, I haven't been using my prayer language very much not been speaking in tongues as much as I should and i obviously did a lot of that and every time I pray now I'm speaking in tongues every time and it's just it was it was a refreshing experience for me Um, I've never been to a revival before so this was my first time and I didn't know what to expect but I knew the Lord wanted me here and I don't know why um I received the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Um, we took bread and the body and blood, and that was a blessing again to be with family of Christ and to enjoy Him and to know who His Word and His body and blood is. And um, I was, it was hard for me to walk in and go from outside to in because y'all have so many things. I have so many things going on in my life. It's hard to come down and get back into the Spirit. Just, it's not a light switch. So sometimes it takes you a little while. And uh, so I needed to get filled up again and rejuvenated, as they say. And uh, it was just a blessing to see the teenagers and the people that came that night and to see the the way they spoke in tongues and things like that. And I believe the Lord has a wonderful gift for me. And when he's ready for me, it will shine out. So thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. For those who didn't know what was doing, we had a late night prayer meeting and started at 10.30, actually was over about 1.30 in the morning, Saturday morning, and uh, it was just an amazing night. Others will be able to share tonight in our service tonight uh, how, how they were blessed and what happened with them. Tonight, don't miss tonight, Sister uh, Linda Jones is going to be sharing with us her missionary trip to Nick, or, yeah, say it out loud, thank you. I always mess that word up. So, but I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. We get to ask questions. Most of the time, we're in a rush with it. We're going to take our time with her and and just ask her questions about what's going on there and, and her trip. And I just thank God we were able to partner with her to give give her money to go on that trip. Somebody say Amen. Praise God. So come tonight, and after she shares, then we're going to have a time of prayer, getting prepared for revival next Sunday morning. Somebody say Amen. I feel revival here today. Amen. Danny Greens is going to be walking into a revival in progress. Somebody say amen. Amen.
you'll yeah, thank you, Sherry. So Danny Green's going to be walking into a revival in progress. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Talked to him yesterday. He's so excited about being here, and I'm excited for him coming. Amen. Well, this morning we're going to get right into the Word of God. It's a very short message, so hang on tight. We're going to have some fun. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Chris, you got the mic there. Go ahead and ask the blessing, Lord, on, on, on the message, Lord. Father, we come before you with praise and with thanksgiving. We thank you for your word, for you have exalted and magnified it above your name. We pray, O oh God, that you would give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying to your church and that you give us hearts to receive your word and apply it to our lives. Father, may you be glorified and honored by the preaching of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to continue to pray for Dennis and Angie. Uh, they're up in eastern Kentucky. He's going to be there until after his doctor's appointment. I prayed with him on the phone this morning. They are seeking answers whether he should move, be moving back here or stay there in Pike County. And, uh, of course, our selfishness, we want him here, but we want the perfect will of God. Somebody say amen. Praise God. So let's be praying that God will be clear to them what they should do in their decision-making. We miss them when they're not here. They've really fit into our church family really well, and we certainly miss them when they're not. So uh, I was praying with him, and, and uh, he's been called to do some things. I won't get into that, but but uh, I just, he just said, Pastor, you have a spirit of uh, agitation on you. And I do. I'm here this morning to agitate you, to aggravate you, and to generate some expectancy. Somebody say amen. Oh, gosh. If y'all don't preach with me, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, I'm here to agitate, aggravate, and degenerate some expectancy. How many need some expectancy? Amen. In your life of what God is wanting to do. Praise God. That you can not only not know, only know about Jesus, but that you can feel his very presence. When you feel his presence, you become free from your troubles, trials, and fears. Somebody say amen. I love feeling the presence of God. I can be having the worst nightmare of a day, and when I can feel his presence, everything's okay. Somebody say amen. I want to talk to you about getting drunk this morning. When you get drunk, your senses are dulled. Things look different to you. Those of you that have drank before and hope that you're not doing it now, but if you're drank now, you know what I'm talking about. But I pray that you have stopped doing that mess. But when you got drunk or when you see a drunk, you see that their senses are dull. Things look different to someone that's drunk. Somebody say amen. You've been around drunks before. Matter of fact, those of you that have been in bars before or been around or you know about this stuff, you know the closer you get to closing time, everybody looks better to you. Huh? <laughs> everybody starts looking better. The ugliest woman in the bar will start looking better to every man there. The, the ugliest man will look great to every woman there. I don't care how many warts they got on them. I don't care how many moles they got on them or no teeth or no hair or fat and whatever. They start looking better the closer it gets to closing time. Your senses get dulled. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> it doesn't matter until they wake up the next morning and see who they're waking up next to. 
And then many times they have to say, oh, God, help me out of this mess. But aren't you glad when we get under the intoxication of the Holy Ghost that when we wake up the next morning, we don't have to worry about it. We get up early and we say, good morning, Jesus Christ. Thank you for last night. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Holy Ghost intoxication. No worry about the next morning. No hangovers. Read 2.15 before I get too far into this thing. Acts 2.15. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. How many knows a drunk will find a bartender that where he can spill his guts to? I mean, he finds somebody to listen to him. Aren't you glad this morning? And if you don't know, I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. He said, cast all your cares on me because I care for you. Amen. So you can get drunk and intoxicated in the Holy Ghost and cast your cares on the Lord. When you get drunk, you forget your pain. You forget what time it is. Somebody say amen. When you're really messed up in the spirit, when you're really drunk in the spirit as we were Friday night, we forget that it was 1.30 in the morning, Saturday morning when we finished. You forget all of a sudden when we get to altar service on Sundays that you're hungry and it's 12.30 and pastor's still going strong. You forget what time it is when you really get drunk in the spirit. Somebody say amen. Turn to somebody and say, I hope you get drunk in the spirit. Amen. When you get Holy Ghost intoxicated, you start hearing things, you start seeing things, you even start looking for a fight. If you're in a natural getting drunk, you'll start looking for a fight. In the Holy Ghost, we start looking for a fight with the devil sometimes. Amen. In the natural, you pick up whatever you can to fight with. You pick up a broken beer bottle or a bar stool. But in the spirit realm, hey, when we start looking for a fight or if we have to go for a fight with the devil, we pick up our weapons. Somebody say amen. And it is the word of God. Hallelujah. You get all kinds of boldness when you get drunk. Natural intoxication, natural drunkenness is, and drinking is addicting. Everybody must say amen to that. Can I tell you that Holy Ghost intoxication or getting drunk in the Holy Ghost, it is addicting also. Once you experience it, you want to experience it again. Somebody say amen. These people that have been testifying this morning, they told me, I said, we need to have more of these late night prayer meetings maybe once every three months. They said, can we not have them every day? They were so drunk. They were so messed up. They said, I want to do this all the time. It's addicting when you start feeling the intoxication of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. Praise God. <laughs> when you get drunk, you love everybody. Somebody say amen. When you really get drunk in the spirit, man, they could have been talking about you like you're a dog, and all of a sudden you're drunk, and you, when you get drunk naturally, you start just laying all over everybody and loving everybody. When in the spirit, you do the same thing. They could have been mad at you before the service, but when the Holy Ghost comes on the scene and you get drunk, all of a sudden they're your best friend. You're hanging all over, you're praying for each other. It does something to you when you get into the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. It takes over. You're all looking at me like you're mad at me. Don't be mad at me. Smile at me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We need a bunch of drunk people in this church. 
baptism of the Spirit. Somebody say amen. We don't need a bunch of people coming to church just to be social drinkers. Does anybody know what a social drinker is? one that drinks and they try to drink to look cool or whatever but they really don't get serious about their drinking so they're social drinkers I'm not a drinker I've never drank but one time and I told you the story about that where I got drunk and had to preach the night I was a teenager 17 and, and uh, I learned my lesson real quick that was my last episode of drinking I remember one time Don and I went on our anniversary. To we, our first night after we were married, we spent it in Executive Inn in Owensboro. So we, one of our anniversaries, I can't remember which one it was, we went there to, in the same before they tore it down. We wanted to spend our, our anniversary in a honeymoon suite. We got there, Tommy, and in the honeymoon suite, they had chocolates waiting for us and a bottle of champagne laying on the bed or on the counter or whatever. But anyway, and so we, we thought, well, we don't drink. But this one time, Jason, we said, let's take a sip of that champagne to see what it tastes like. That was the most god-awful mess I ever put in my mouth. And somebody said, well, you got to acquire a taste. If you got to acquire a taste for it, do you know, why do you want it? Somebody say amen. So we, we, we corked the bottle. We emptied the bottle, and we corked it back. And we put it, and, we, and the next day we was coming home, and, and we put it in, the, in, the, in our suitcase and put it in the trunk of the car, and it was real hot, and we didn't realize it, but the cork had it, it exploded off of that thing, and what little champagne, which we thought we emptied it all, was just all over our trunk, all over our clothes, all over everything. When we opened the trunk, it was just horrible smell. Amen. So, let me tell you something. Social drinkers, I don't know why they drink, but if you really want to talk to a drunk, they're not a social drinker. If you really want to talk about somebody, how to get drunk, it's not from a little bit of champagne or a little bit of wine. They know how to get drunk. Please, I am not advocating you go out and drink today, naturally. But I am asking you to get drink of what the Holy Ghost today. Jesus said, drink will never thirst again. Man. you're starting to feel just a little uncomfortable today, especially to the visitors. I hope you're not. But if you're starting to feel a little uncomfortable, just I invite you just to take a drink of what I'm talking about today. Amen. Things will start looking better immediately. I heard a real drinker's story one time. Said He, he would say it like this. If I, a real drinker would say, I want to jump into a bathtub full of cold beer and drink my way out of it. We don't need social drinkers. What we need is a, a church full of people that will say, you know what, I, I just want this church to be like a cold bathtub full of beer. I, I want to jump in. I want, the whole, I want to get in. I want to drink my way out of this thing. I want to be so intoxicated when I leave. Amen. How many has ever left a place that you was afraid to drive home? How many has been that way before? Come on, you can be honest with me today. Amen. Yeah. How many has left... In the spirit, were you afraid to drive home? You were so intoxicated on the spirit. We left here one Paul and Silas prayer meeting night, and it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I, I took Billy home, and I was coming back out on Center Street, and I know I looked both ways, but I pulled right out in front of a policeman. And he pulls me over at 2 o'clock in the morning, and he says, Sir, have you been drinking? And I said, Sir, I have just come from a prayer meeting, and yes, I am a little intoxicated. He laughed at me. He realized what was going on. He said, go on home. I said, thank you, sir. 
Amen. It's time that we belly up and take another drink. Somebody say amen. Praise God. And this is not a one-time thing. Getting drunk on the Holy Ghost is over and over and over. Somebody say amen. You can have all you want. I talked to so many people when we did Friday night in the prayer meeting. I said, when's the last time you really got baptized in the Holy Spirit? When's the last time you really got lost in the Spirit? They said, well, it's been a while. I said, what's keeping you from it? And when they finally broke through, they could tell you, well, you've heard how they feel this morning. When we know that if we if we know that we feel bad, if we know that we are having a horrible time, a horrible day, a horrible week, if we know that we can go to the bar and get another drink, what is stopping us from getting another drink in the Holy Ghost? Somebody say amen. Pride is keeping you from coming up and saying, I want some of that. Pride keeps us from saying, Lord, just, just mess me up in the Holy Ghost. Pride keeps us going on the direction that we're going. Pride keeps us being passive. Somebody say amen. Complacent. Pride keeps us in our seats so many times when we're singing songs about freedom and you feel like getting out and jumping and shouting and dancing, but pride keeps us there. Pride keeps you from going back to the bar and getting another drink in the Holy Ghost. But in a natural man, you don't have any problem if you're drunk to get back to the bar. Praise God. Turn to somebody and say, I'm ready to lay my pride down and get wasted in the Holy Ghost. I know some of our regular people with our visitors here, you're probably saying, Brother Gary, we don't want you to run all of our, our good tithers off. Be, be careful. But I want you to know if you get Holy Ghost intoxicated enough that you'll take your hands off your wallet and you'll start giving like you've never gave before. Somebody say amen. If you're drunk naturally and you're in a bar, you don't care, you'll start handing out money left and right. You get in the Holy Ghost, and then the devil trying to tell you you don't need to give that $100 bill, and the Holy Ghost is saying, go ahead and give it. You'll just go ahead and give that $100 bill, and you won't think twice about it. So we need a bunch of drunk folk. <laughs> Somebody shout amen. When you get drunk, you start singing like never before. You forget you can't sing, and you just sing. Somebody say amen. The Bible says for you to sing. It didn't say for you to sing perfectly. It just said sing unto the Lord. Somebody say amen. So we need some drunks singing unto the Lord. Ephesians 5 and 18 says, Be not drunk with wine in excess, but be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Drunks walk different. They talk different. And you've heard this morning of different ones saying they spoke in tongues. The other night, when you're drunk, your language gets slurred. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Acts 2, 1 through 4, Brother Chris. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost 
and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Their voice got a little slurry. They started saying things they didn't understand was coming out of their mouths. Paul and Silas at midnight, they sang and, and, and didn't care what it sounded like. Somebody say amen. They were in chains, but they just said, we're going to praise God. They just started singing. And I'm, I'm sure it wasn't exactly on tune or on key. I guarantee that it didn't sound maybe like a perfected praise that you would want to hear all the time. Can I tell you right now, they didn't care. Anybody can sing a, a, a clear, on a clear day at noontime, but when it's midnight in your life and you've got all kinds of problems going on, you really don't care what it sounds like. You just start singing unto the Lord. Being intoxicated in the Holy Ghost gives you that boldness to sing. Drinks, I mean drink, drunks get noisy sometimes. I said drunks get noisy. Anybody been around a drunk that was noisy? Anybody ever been staying in a hotel room and the next room there was some a party going on or something and you had to call the front desk and say, come up here and, and, and calm them down? Anybody ever lived next to neighbors that were loud and obnoxious and, and drinking and, and all that stuff? You had to call the police and they had to come out and calm them. When is the last time that anybody complained on you being too noisy about God? Somebody say amen. How many devils are complaining on how loud you are this morning? <laughs> I think somebody just needs right now just to take a praise break and just clap to the Lord real loud. Amen. Real loud. Hallelujah. Can I get ten people to shout real loud in this place? Hallelujah. Now y'all starting to get a little, little drunk. Amen. Luke 4 and 18. Do you have, did I give you that scripture? Pull that up. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me mm -hmm. because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. What, you can say it one more time, the first part again. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, because he hath anointed right me. Right there, he anointed me. You know, anointing, when they used to anoint, of course, in the Bible, they'd pour oil all over you. There's all kinds of different ways of getting oil on you. And, uh, but but in, the anointing oil was always mixed with perfume. Some kind of sweet-smelling fragrance. The church we was at in Providence one time, and we was praying for people, and and uh, uh, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? We were in prayer, and Jeff Calhoun, he was actually from the Methodist Church, an awesome praise and worship leader, and he was there with his wife, and they'd never been around a bunch of spiritual drunks, I don't think, quite like we were. And I remember Brother Tom Huff, our pastor, he. Uh, he had called them up to pray over them. Well, in our anointing oil, we would put peppermint or cinnamon, one of the two, and it, it, it was cinnamon. And, and people, there was a certain person that was supposed to, it was in charge of putting that in oil so it would smell better. So they had put cinnamon in, but Brother Tom didn't know that they had put cinnamon in that day, so he puts a lot more cinnamon in the oil. Well, the Lord spoke to Brother Tom and said, you know what, I think we need to pray for you differently. We need to pour this on you. But before he did that, he turned around to the praise team, Tommy, and he, he anointed us with that oil. 
And I remember Truett, a friend of mine that was on the, the praise team, man, he started, I looked at him and I said, are you feeling what I'm feeling? He said, man, I'm on fire. Man, I'm on fire. God is blessed. I'm on fire. And so Brother Tom proceeded to, to pour the oil on Jeff Calhoun and his wife. And his face started getting blood red. It's like, so that anointing had a lot of fragrance in it. Somebody say amen. So when the Bible tells us, the scripture says that we have been anointed, there's a fragrance about us. Can I tell you, a drunk, you can smell him a mile away. But we need to be so anointed in the Lord. Somebody say amen to what I'm about to say before I even say. We need to be so anointed in the Lord that, that there's a fragrance coming off of us that when we get close to sinners, they can smell the anointing. Somebody say amen. When you walk into a room, you need to be able to change that atmosphere and the fragrance in that room. Hallelujah. The more that we can be Holy Ghost intoxicated, the better we're going to smell. Turn to somebody close to you and, I said, and just tell them, I hope you get intoxicated and I know you're going to smell good. <laughs> Woo. Sinners that are hurting, people in the hospital, when you come in, they ought to smell you coming. One thing about drunks, too, when they get drunk and natural, they cry all the time or they laugh all the time. But we find it very odd sometimes when people get lost in the Spirit and the Holy Ghost baptizes them and all of a sudden they get that laughing spirit on them. Don has experienced that a couple of times back there. And if you're anywhere close to him when he's experiencing that, it will rub off on you. How many knows that we need to laugh a little bit more? Turn to somebody and just laugh real loud. Don't laugh at them, just laugh with them. Amen. We need to laugh in the Spirit. I have seen so many people get lost in the Holy Ghost laughing laughing in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says laughter is a medicine to us. Amen. <laughs> what would happen if we had a church full of Holy Ghost intoxicated people? What would happen next Sunday morning when Danny Green walks in here for a revival expecting to preach a revival and we're so revived that he can't even preach? Somebody say amen. We need a whole... You're saying, well, you're scheduled a revival. Now you're saying you want us to be so in the spirit that he can't preach? No, I just want the Holy Ghost to move in this place. And I want to see you guys so messed up and so drunk on the Holy Ghost and experiencing what I've experienced. I, can't, I, I can hear the testimonies, but I can tell you firsthand I've experienced how it feels to be drunk in the Holy Ghost. Once we're drunk in the Holy Ghost, all fear is gone. All inhibitions are gone. Peace is released. Joy is released. She's getting drunk right now. <laughs> laughing. Don't even know why she's laughing. Holy Ghost is messing with her right now.
face right now. Amen. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Drunk in the Holy Ghost. God. We don't need Danny Green. We just need Kiana. <laughs> Glory to God. How many? It was on Facebook this. <laughs> on Facebook this week, somebody they was circulating it around about a little. It was about a two or three year old that was just in the spirit, just dancing, worshiping in the spirit. Did anybody else see that on Facebook? Amen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Amen. <laughs> How long's it been since you got sloshy drunk in the Holy Ghost? How long has it been since you almost had to be carried to your car after a service? There are some sitting in the congregation today. This is, you know, when we talk about getting drunk in the Spirit, we are not so naive to believe that everybody here today is saved. We enjoy the Spirit of God. We enjoy getting drunk in the Spirit. We enjoy, we enjoy the power that comes with the Holy Ghost. We enjoy the things, the comfort that comes with the Holy Ghost. But and while we're talking about that, I realize there's people sitting in our congregation this morning that may not know Jesus Christ. So before you can get drunk in the Holy Ghost, before you can drunk, get drunk in the Spirit of the Lord, you've got to get to know Jesus. Joel, Joel 2, 12, and 13. Therefore, also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. And rend your heart, and not your garments. And turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious, and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Amen. If you would just run to the Lord, repenting. The Bible tells us He is going to be quick to forgive you. Stand to your feet if you would this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed for a moment. As I looked last night around at the Heroes 9-11, there was probably 2,000 people downtown for that run honoring our firefighters and police officers and those that have been lost in wars and our veterans honoring all those people, first responders. As I looked around, my heart was heavy, even though it was an amazing thing. I thought, how many of these people really know Jesus Christ? So as I stand here today and we laugh together and we joke together and we talk about being drunk in the Holy Ghost, my heart is heavy when I think in a congregation this size that there has to be someone that if Jesus returned today, you would be going to hell and not to heaven. It does no good to talk about getting drunk in the Spirit if you're lost. This morning I'm hoping that God is pulling at your heart. And I'm hoping that the things that you've witnessed today whetted your appetite for the things of God. Hearing the testimonies. 
will make you hungry enough if you don't know God, if you don't know Him as your personal Lord and Savior, today before you leave, you would come to the altar and receive Him into your heart. Father God, right now we just pray, God. Talk to the lost. Speak to their hearts, God. Convict them of their sins. Let them come, Lord, for forgiveness and start a new life with you. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ and you'd like to know him today, if you've never asked him into your heart before, raise your hand so I'll know to pray for you. Father God, move this morning. We know our spirit is grieved right now. We know there's some that need to come this morning, but they're not responding. Father, we pray that you put angels around them, protecting them until they do come. Minister to them, God. Talk to their hearts. Let us live the example in front of them that they'll want to know you more. They want to make you their Lord and personal Savior. Jesus this morning to get Jesus in his life. Hallelujah. Celebrate with him. Mm. 